Hey everybody, it's Lynn, and thanks for listening to one of my very first podcasts I've ever created. If you're hearing this message, that means that, yep, you guessed it, these are one of the first, and I am learning my way around the podcast world. I'm really excited to be going on this adventure and meeting new people, really learning about others, overcoming their own adversity, living life on their own terms, how they hustled or overcame or whatever that is. And it's a little scary to be putting myself out there. And so some mistakes have made. You'll hear some growth as the podcasts go on. I'm not a professional, but I'm learning and I'm really excited to be sharing these initial podcasts with you perfectly imperfect. So I hope you enjoy and I'm wishing you all the best. Ciao for now. Welcome to the Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. My name is Lynn Howard, an international speaker, consultant, coach, and you guessed it, digital nomad. And I want you to create a life on your terms. We always have a choice. This podcast is about hustle, perseverance, manifestation, and making it happen on your terms. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? Someone who had a life or someone who truly lived by their own design? We are not our circumstances. Our circumstances are a part of us. So join me as we create a life on our terms. Hello, hello, hello. This is Lynn with Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. And out of all the guests I've had thus far, I'm really excited to have my girl, my sister from another mister, Sloan Ketchum on today from Honolulu, Hawaii, or actually from Oahu, because you're not in Honolulu anymore, are you? Nope. Where in are the you country. At? I'm in Haleiwa. There we go. But she's my Hawaii yeah. girl. I've I've known Sloan for I don't know I think eight years now, and to watch mm-hmm. her grow as a she's a mom and an author. Her book is Beautiful Girl. You can do hard things. Um, she's a coach, a consultant. She is an entrepreneur guru. Um, she is a creator, a manifester, and just a beautiful soul inside and out. Anything, she's got the Midas touch. Anything she touches goes to gold. Currently, she is a coach and a consultant and helps people um, write their books, which is really exciting. And um, yeah, Sloan, let's learn a little bit about you. Welcome to Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Lynn. Thank you for having me. Um, I have the same affinity and affection for you. And I actually consider um, Lynn to be one of my very first strong woman mentors in my life. She really, like it is, uh, I'm not going to get emotional because we just started, but uh, <laughs> um, when, when you said like you, you watched me grow, I think that that, that is so true. And, uh, and I just, I just want to say, I really appreciate you so oh, much man. for so many things. And um, I feel so honored to be here on your podcast. Super Don't make exciting. me emotional either. <laughs> yes. I love that. It's going on. Well, tell us a little bit about you, Sloan. Yeah, for sure. So um, like Lynn said, I'm a, a local girl from the island of Oahu, born and raised in the country. Basically, I think part of my story is, is really important. I grew up in a town of one road in, one road out. 
pretty much. Uh, went away and lived on the mainland for a while and then decided that when it was time to raise my kids that I would come back home and do that. Um, and I think, you know, a huge part and kind of the way that I open up uh, my book is that I was a young mom. So I had a baby when I was 16 years old. My oldest son now is 22, uh, lives in LA, graduated from film school. I'm really excited about like just the two of us. We kind of grew up together and just to see him flourish and, and live just an incredible life right now is really exciting for me. I feel like we made it, you know? Um, but that's a big part of my story is being a young mom, um, really having to understand at a very young age that my current circumstance was not, I wasn't going to let that determine my future. Um, I didn't really have a choice in all of those things. It was something that I think uh, I was born with. And as I've been able to walk in life with other, other women and, and coach them up and things like that, um, that I find that it's something that we all have inside of us. Unfortunately, and fortunately for me at a very young age, I had to learn to cultivate that. So I love um, your conversations here on, on your podcast because they're, they're a lot of my favorite things to talk about. So in a nutshell, I guess, uh, you know, that, that's the start of my life. That's kind of what has uh, springboarded, I guess. I don't know if that's the word then, but, you know, um, you talk about this a lot, like, all of that quote unquote pain and adversity is why I do what I do today in um, helping other people turn their pain into, into kind of purpose, I guess. Absolutely. Um, I've got, I've got three kids ultimately. So I've got three of them now and, um, and yeah, I'm living life. (laughs) Isn't that crazy though? How kids, especially I wasn't 16. I I was a little older, but still having them young, my, my kids were unplanned, um, in a very difficult Mm -hmm. relationship at the time, but how they light a fire underneath you or they allow the fire that's within you. I should rephrase that. They allow the fire that's within you to reignite and, um, you know, you want different for them. You, you, they didn't have a choice in the matter, right? So mm-hmm. you got to step up and, and and make things different for them. And I know that you went through that, especially with yeah. your first son, um, with everything yeah. you did. Yeah, it's so true. Um, I remember, uh, you know, being 16 and being in the hospital room. And I don't, when I look back now, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, there was, there was, there was a fire within. So I understood the reality, but there was something that was keeping me blind to what the adults were seeing. Do you know what I mean? Like I, Mm -hmm. I could see that they would look at me and they would have this fear and this stuff in their eyeballs. And I would just be like, Oh, it's going to be okay. Like I'm, we're going to be fine. But it wasn't until, um, the hospital, like I gave birth. There was a lot of commotion. I think that was one of the signs too. Um, when you're young, when you're a teenager, it's a high risk. Like, there's a lot of people in the room, right? Mm. And I remembered it wasn't until that, like the gravity of like, oh, there's like two doctors and there's like five nurses and they're all grabbing the baby. And, you know, and then the, the chaos of that calmed down. I remember slowly everybody left the room and they gave me Mark and I was holding him. And I remember looking out the hospital window and the trees are blowing in the background and I just remembered making him a promise and I looked down at him and I held him and I promised him that I wasn't going to give up on my dreams. Mm. I promised him that no matter what, I would keep going because at 16, I knew that if I could just 
keep on going, if I didn't give up, that then I would show him that it was possible. Absolutely. You know, my daughter, the firstborn, her middle name is Hope because I hoped for a better future. And she was a huge spark of mine, definitely. Um, you know, to people, and I, and I definitely want to address people listening who don't have kids or who already have kids and have been past that, that it is really about finding that moment that is mm-hmm. that moment of clarity of, ah, like where the, as some people would say, the heavens open up for you to say, no, I got this. I'm going to put every ounce of energy, blood, sweat, and tears that I don't even know that I have into this to get over this, to overcome this, to move mm-hmm. forward from this, whatever, whatever that is, um, but to persevere, essentially. Yeah. It's such yeah. a, it's such a, you don't have to, you know, and I can tell you, I've had a few of those moments in my life and, and Sloan, I know you have as well, me, you know, not just the kids, but also facing cancer and overcoming melanoma, uh, in my early twenties. Like that was another like eye opening moment. So fast forward, you have started and sold businesses and, uh, and developed a multi-million dollar, um, empire at times and been on TV. Like you have so many different, uh, things that you've accomplished in your years. Um, give us a little history of that. And I, I guess what I'd love to pull out from that, cause we do have limited time. And it's like, what would you say would be the biggest theme that you've learned throughout those processes? Oh, that's so good. Um, the biggest theme. So Lynn is right. What she is referring to is I am a, what some would call a serial entrepreneur. Okay. You can take that as a good or a bad. I don't know. Um, I really, uh, gosh, what would the common theme? The theme would be if you, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. That would be the theme. The theme would be that, um, that you learn by doing. So I do anyways, I learn by doing, uh, whether or not you, you know, woke up one day and then you immediately knew what you were going to do or what business you were going to run or, you know what I mean? Um, or you were maybe a little bit more like me and you're like, well, I could do this and maybe I could do that. Um, possibly I could go down this direction. For me, it was always like, well, let me go try it and see. Right. Um, listen, I've learned over the years of growing into maturity and Lynn coaching me <laughs> to like <laughs> where I should really be going, um, to take some time now. I think in the earliness of my entrepreneurship, I was very reactive. And I've learned now because I've gotten clearer about who I am and how I can best serve others. Uh, that it's okay to say no. I guess that's another thing I would, I would offer up that I've learned is it's okay to say no to a really, really good opportunity. <laughs> you know, mm. it's okay. Um, if, if, if it's not aligned with your core values. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and, I, and I do, wait, I do want to clarify something for the audience because you said, keep trying, keep trying, you know, um, trying yeah. to succeed or I can't remember the phrase, but yeah, Sloan has had much success in her careers. Like these, her being a serial entrepreneur, cause I, I coached a lot of serial entrepreneurs. I myself am a serial entrepreneur and I know that 
when people think of that, they don't necessarily think of the success. They think of, oh, they started this business and then they started this business and it might be mediocre at best. No, Sloan has had great successes in her businesses. Uh, I mean, really incredible. So this is coming from someone who not only is a serial entrepreneur, but also has seen great, great success. So she has seen some very, very, very highs in business and some lows where she's had to make some difficult sure. decisions. So so you, we left off. I, I did want to clarify that. No, because I think that's important yeah. for people to know that you're not, you know, it's not just uh, the mediocre side. Like you have really... And you've built teams of people, like you've really, you really dabbled in a few different things, but you are, you're such a magnet for those in your, in your world. And you're able to, you're able to be the light for so many. So, um, okay. So you were at, okay. Say no. Um, I, I would say like, okay, so this is about creating your own life, right. And life on your terms. I'm sure you had lots mm-hmm. of people trying to direct you, especially in the different businesses, like when you get caught in a business, especially making good money, because you've walked away Mm -hmm. in in a height of making money as well, like in a very lucrative business because of certain things. So share a little bit about that, because that, to me, that's also, and that's going down the, the kind of the lane that you just said, it's okay to say no, even if it looks shiny and bright and great. Because you've been in that position. So tell us a little bit about a little story around that. And then, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's it. That's great. Um, Yeah. So I guess what are, how do I sum this up, man? Okay. So, so yeah, at the height of, um, of a a new career path that I decided to jump into is the world of network marketing. Honestly, I know we probably have maybe some network marketers on here. Or those that have been introduced to this amazing opportunity, right? I'm doing funny quotes. And for all of us, we have, I'm going to be very cautious here. We all have our own experience with it. Um, I was very fortunate that uh, I did really, really well. Really, really well. And at the height of it, um, uh, the company that I was with was uh, was really taking a down downward spiral. And so there comes a lot of recruitment opportunity and I was offered the world basically, you know, um, multiple commas in a check. That's what I'm talking about. And I remember being on, on an airplane from one city to the next, from one recruiting opportunity flying over to the next and everything in my body was saying no, uh, on paper, it looked amazing. But inside of me, I knew that it wasn't the life that I wanted to lead anymore. Mm. Financially, I felt like I was burning um, paper, basically, right? And no one understood why I was making this choice. Um, but, But I knew that the tears were real and I was crying, not because of what I was crying, because I had two parts of me that were very conflicting. There was the business part of me, the person that wanted to look at the O's, you know, dot the T's and cross the I's and look at the commas and go, this makes sense. And then there was the part of me that was illogical, that couldn't understand why I felt that way, but, but it trumped the, the logical side of me, right? The emotion, that part of, I think Simon Sinek says it, like that part of my gut that didn't have vocabulary for 
the same feeling that I felt when I held my baby in my arms and I was like 16 and I said, I, I like, I, I'm going to beat this current, like, we're going to make it that same irrational kind of feeling against all odds said, no, now's the time for you to go out on your own. It's time for you to go back into your coaching business. It's time for you to go back into your brand. Like you've come far enough and you've learned enough and there's no commas in any check that is going to be enough, right? To ultimately live the life that you want to design. And, uh, and I decided I got off the plane. I didn't go to that next recruiting, um, opportunity. I basically said no, walked away from a team of thousands and, um, and started from scratch. So started from ground zero and was able to rebuild again. And honestly, I'm still in that rebuilding process and it's been a beautiful ride. And, um, yeah, I'm constantly reminded of that, that moment and, um, and the freedom when, when you make the decision that um, sometimes the logical things are not going to, to gosh, what am I, you know, it, it's not going to always point you in the right direction, I guess. Sometimes you have to follow that feeling and, um, and that gut. It's scary, but it's fun. It's a fun ride and it's worth it. It's worth it. Well, I, you bring up a couple of really good points, like that intuition or that gut, and like Simon says, it might not have vocabulary. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we lose that through, we can numb ourselves to it. We can forget about it yeah. if we don't constantly practice it. Um, and then we forget what it feels like when it does really appear strong. Um, and so really getting in touch with your intuition or your gut and like, and understanding and trusting that. But also okay to say no. And maybe some other people yeah. will be in the same position that you were, and maybe you just have clientele base, but I can tell you there's a power even in turning down potential clients. Um, oh, you know, so yeah. even if it's, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred dollar commission, we'll say sometimes, and I coach my clients around this too, but I can remember personally turning down particular clients when I owned an alarm company, for example, or even in my coaching business. And I knew it was the right thing to do. And I felt a relief. It was almost like, even though they weren't even my client yet, like I felt a relief flush over me, even though they weren't my client. <laughs> so <laughs> it, because you just don't know where so that, yeah. that was going to take you. So, all right, yeah. well, let's, um, let's talk about, you know, with everybody in the state of mind that we're in, and I know each state's very different. I'm still in Bangkok. So each country is very different in the mindset with what's going on in the world besides learning to say no and listening to their intuition in that aha moment, which I think was uh, beautiful that you had it so early on, what would be some advice that you would give entrepreneurs right now? Oh man. Um, Yeah. So this is something that I've actually been saying a lot. Uh, This is the time of greatest opportunity. Now is your time. No matter what, no matter where I've had, wow. I mean, I've had some, some clients recently really have to pivot. Uh, <laughs> like that alarm in the background. Yeah. Time to pivot. That, big, that's right. that red, that sign. <laughs> Time to pivot. And, uh, and, and sometimes, especially in this time, I would say uh, if, if, you know, sister, mister, you're in that moment of like, I got to make it or break it. It's time to pivot and get creative. 
Um, sometimes we have to get a little unemotional, right? We got to suck it up a little bit. I know that might be hard for some, but when you have to make these business decisions, we have to go, okay, fine. This is what I had envisioned for my business, but that's not where we are today. So how can I change this perspective? And, and what do I need to do? Um, when you start asking those kind of questions, the answers come. I know that that kind of some people roll their eyes and it gets a woo-woo that, that way, right? But I'm always like, trust me. Once you stop banging your head up against the wall and stop going, man, I can't believe this is happening, da 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 We can't control what's happening. All we can control is our perspective and the way we look at a, as a, at a situation. So number one, it's about changing it into opportunity. How can this work for me? As opposed to this is not working for me. Guess what? It ain't working for a lot of us, right? We're mm -hmm. all in the same boat. But the ones that go, okay, wait, how can I make this work for me? I'm seeing it. I'm seeing them go from physical spaces to virtual spaces. You know, I'm seeing business owners that said, no way, I'm never going to, you know, blah, 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 to, oh my goodness, wow, that actually worked, right? So, um, so that would be my one bit of, one bit of like a little, you know, tip, a little offering, just change our perspective. How can this work for me? Yeah. That's beautiful. How can this work for me? You know, in regardless if you're listening to this many years later, which would be awesome, by the way, people listening to this four or yeah. five years later, we're out of the COVID crap yeah. and everything else going on in the world. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. We have these waves and, and Sloan and I were just catching up right before this and we we're asking how each other's week was. And I was like, oh, I had a huge fire drop in my lap, a huge thing that really derailed a lot of, could derail a lot of things. And it's the same, you can use these same exact tools in your everyday fires of your business, of your mm -hmm. life. It's, it is becoming learning to pivot and be agile and um, change it into opportunity. Exactly what you said, Sloan. So don't think that this just applies to the COVID times, but also, you know, <laughs> Going back to this and looking at it, um, when you're about to make a decision or when you're in a current situation or whatnot. So any last wise words from Sloan? And uh, believe me, I, I will be having Sloan on a lot and we'll get actually a little bit more behind the scenes with us because Sloan and I, we, uh, we bring out the best in each other, I would say. Definitely. This is true. <laughs> I, I, I love Sloan so much. So, um, so any last words of wisdom for the people listening to the podcast today? Yeah, this just came to me while you were, while you were wrapping that up and talking about how life just gives us these, these fires. So two things, number one, I would say this word came to me and it was preference. And, and I was like, Can we, preference? like, what is that? And, and then I felt like just saying, you know, we all have a preference in these times. Um, in our business and whatever it is in difficult times is that's where we're talking about. We have a preference, a natural preference to lean towards a default. Some of us, that default is healthy and some of us it's not right. Mm -hmm. So if we look at a problem, the default could be, I'm going to ignore this. I'm going to run away. I'm not going to deal. If that's your default, you got to lean to the other side. And the opposite spectrum of that preference is I'm going to take this head on. I'm going to find the answer. I'm going to get the resources. And I'm going to figure out how I can get, I can make this work. Right mm -hmm. now, if we're naturally preferenced 
to kind of get at it, right? And go, I'm going to do this. I can do this. Sometimes in these moments, we kind of got to stop and lean to the other side. I'm learning that in my life right now. Because Lynn knows me, I'm very much an achiever. I'm very much a let's get at it. A problem comes, I'm like, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that in these moments, I actually need to lean back and change my preference a little bit. I have to sit in it. I've got to sit in the muck, be okay with being not okay, and giving myself time to go, okay, wait, I don't know how to do this. Ah, what the heck? <laughs> help, <laughs> you know, help me. I don't know what to do. Like, so I guess that's a lesson that I'm kind of, I'm going through right now. We'll check back in five years as to where I am in that. Um, so that was just that. I, I, I thought I had two, but I don't. I guess that's it. That, that's it, Lynn. That, well, that's, that's a huge one. And that's two sides. Yeah, definitely, Sloan. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge one. And that's a good one too. So listen, everybody, you know, this podcast is about hustle, about perseverance, overcoming, but it's really about creating a life on your own terms. And that last tidbit definitely is something that is golden because we tend to stick in our, our, our patterns and our preferences as Sloan so wonderfully explained. And in order to start creating a life that we want, a life that we deserve, a life by our own choices, a lot of times those preferences and those patterns are developed by others' opinions, right? About others' direction. about And, mm-hmm. and they could have our best interests or think that they do. But if you truly want to live a life that you deserve, a life of your own choice, start looking at where your preferences lie. Start listening to your intuition and your gut, even if it doesn't have words. And start saying no to things. Change it, everything into opportunity that you can. Even if it's an opportunity to sit back and reflect and sit in the muck like Sloan's doing right now and learning. So Sloan, this was a wonderful time. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. So guys, if you want to hear more about Sloan Ketchum, uh, obviously her link will be in the notes, but please you can jump on her website, sloanketchum.com. And actually she's giving downloads of her book, Beautiful Girl, You Can Do Hard Things. Is that correct, Sloan? Yes, that's it. That is correct, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, thank you. You are an amazing spirit and you have touched so many and I can't wait to just keep talking with you even outside of the podcast, but I love you girl. And thank you so much. And don't forget if you are, if you are a coach or a consultant or someone who is a budding author that really wants to read or write a book as well, reach out to Sloan Ketchum. She is, she, she, again, she's a sister from another mister. She is just, she will push you through it. She will love you through it and she will guide you through it and inspire you through it. So Sloan, thank you again. And uh, everybody, this is Lynn Howard with Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. Till next time. Thanks for tuning into Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe today. So that way you'll get notifications every time a new episode is available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. And if this podcast moved you or feel it can move someone else, please share it with them today. I'm Lynn Howard, signing off from somewhere in the world. Till next time.